Hey everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkinSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. Big show last week. If you missed it, go back and check out Dr. Bill Sutton on the show. If you are unfamiliar with Doc Sutton, he is the Kevin Bacon of sports. Everyone tracks back to him. I'm totally serious. I'd guess at least 20 of my prior podcast guests count him as a mentor in the sports industry. He's been training and teaching the movers and shakers in the sports industry for decades. Doc Sutton knows how to help people find their fit in the industry. That's something we talk about a lot. How to inspire, how to be an ally for diversity hiring. He consults with professional teams on their sales and marketing. He worked directly under David Stern at the NBA. Amazing guy, and we talked for a really long time, but it'll feel like 10 minutes, it goes fast. He is super connected, incredibly smart, and always pushing the industry forward. A lot of times, and this is my own little preconceived notion probably, maybe you guys don't feel this way, a lot of times you hear that someone has been in academia for decades, and you may think, subconsciously of course, that they aren't up to date, that they don't push modern ideas, that they may be stale because they haven't been out there doing it themselves. I mean, he's been 36 years in academia, but Doc Sutton's different. You'll listen to the show and you'll be blown away. He's talking about video as a sales tool, business intelligence, seeing potential in people beyond their test scores. It's really awesome. So go back and listen to that. All right, let's get into the stat line. Stat number one, as you know, every week we do three stats that help you determine how the strength of the sports industry from an employment perspective. We're talking about job numbers. We're talking about data. And these are good indicators for what's happening in our industry right now. And then we get into three interesting jobs that have been posted on the job board. So we'll start with this. Stat number one, 23,042. That's how many jobs we have active on work in sports right now. That is up over the last week. And that makes 13 out of 14 weeks so far that we've had increases in 2021. These are great trends. The only week that was not an uptick from the previous week, we were down 0.3%. So basically, the stat line has been pointing straight up since the beginning of the year for the increase of jobs that are available in the sports industry. Number two, stat number two, that is 2,979 jobs added in just the last week. That's amazing. These are big numbers. And that means stat number three is 426 jobs added in the sports industry every day on workinsports.com. That is incredible job data, right? 426 jobs in the sports industry added every single day on workinsports.com. Amazing stuff. Another trend line pointing straight up. Okay, three cool jobs that you should all be interested in. Job number one, senior content marketing for... NCSA, Next College Student Athlete. Okay. NCSA is the world's largest and most successful collegiate athletic recruiting network. And they're hiring a senior content marketer, which is pretty cool if you're into content, right? You're into marketing, you're into content, college sports, college athletic recruiting, pretty cool job. Their team provides the best advice and information for families, 
going through the college recruiting process. Again, you want to work somewhere where you feel inspired and like it's got a cool thing that they're doing and operating on. And that is it. I mean, if you're into college recruiting, if you this is something you do in your normal time, on your fun time, like why wouldn't you want to work in that environment? They believe in an inbound marketing and generating awareness and trust in their business by being a source of valuable information. The person in this role will handle writing, editing, researching SEO-driven web content, video scripts, feature articles, emails, blog posts, advertising, press releases, and more. That sounds like a pretty cool job. I'd be into it. Maybe there's a bias here when I pick cool jobs that are ones that I'd be interested in. <laughs> I mean, it's reason makes sense, right? Okay, job number two, and this plays right into it again, EA Sports, okay? Like, EA Sports is awesome. I love EA Sports. I a lot. I play a lot of Madden during my days. Um, and, you know, NHL, NHL 96 in college, amazing, but that's dating myself, so let's not do that. They're hiring a program manager for their talent acquisition operations. So they're looking for a senior program manager to join their global talent acquisition program and operations team. Uh, this person will be a driver of constant and impactful change, strategic and inventive, and excellent at tactical implementation. Align with partners on solutions, working together to ensure solutions are valued and adopted. So if you're into the whole HR talent acquisition side, again, EA Sports, big company, a lot of reach, global reach, could be a really cool place to start to put your HR and talent acquisition skills to, to task and make it happen. Number three, how in the world can't you be thinking positively about Baylor University now? I mean, national champions in basketball, football teams, I mean, way different than they were when I was growing up. They have talent and they always seem to have top rated draft picks nowadays. They are hiring an assistant assistant slash associate director of football visual media. Okay, again, you want to get into football operations. You want to work in the video side. You want to work in scouting. You want to work in production. Jobs like this in college athletics at big time programs like Baylor are an amazing stepping stone. Okay, so their assistant slash associate director of football visual media will help build and promote the Baylor football brand through engaging in high impact social and video media content creation. The ideal candidate for this position will be skilled in graphic design, art conceptualization, photography, and communications. Again, clearly playing to my own biases. I'm a content guy. That to me sounds awesome because I love football and those ideas about football and media and combining those two things together and content side just gets me all geeked up. Okay, so that's three jobs and three stats, and that is the stat line. Let's get into today's question from Tony in Missouri. Hello, Tony. Hey, Brian, big fan of the show. I only just found out about the Work in Sports podcast after listening to your interview with Zach Moritas from Teamworks. That dude got me fired up and you asked the exact type of questions I wanted to know about. It was like you were reading my mind. Maybe I was, Tony. Since then, I've gone back and listened to your interviews with Dan Duquette, Lee Steinberg, Jack Mills, Carol Walker from the Boston Celtics, Celia Busa of ESPN, and more. I am officially addicted. But my absolute favorite was with John Ferguson, VP of People and Culture from Monumental Sports and Entertainment. Hey, Tony, seriously, John Ferguson interview, one of my favorites of all time, too. Okay, so now let's get into Tony's question. I'm a victim of COVID layoffs. I had my first job after college. Things were going well, but then, I mean, you know the rest. A lot of people lost their jobs, and it's been a tough road back. Good news, I've had three interviews in the last few weeks, and your advice has been awesome and helpful. 
In his interview, John Ferguson said that candidates should follow up with the person they interview with or the person who it would be their hiring manager. I think he said most definitely when you asked him about should somebody follow up. But he didn't really say how. Any thoughts here on how I should follow up on any of these three interviews I've recently conducted? Tony, I am thrilled to have this question. Again, the trend in questioning lately is very positive. We're getting a lot of questions about how to advance in the interviewing process or in the job seeker journey and how to negotiate, which is a really good sign. It means that everyone out there that has been listening to this show is at points in the natural progression in their journey, and they need to know that next level piece of advice for closing the deal. That's better than what we were dealing with over the last year, which was, I've been laid off. What the hell should I do now? Right? So there's a little bit more panic in the voice. This is now we're seeing progress. And I love that. I have to say, this is anecdotal evidence, but I, when I'm on LinkedIn late, and yes, I spend a lot of time there. And yes, everybody listening should um, connect with me. I'm totally down with that. Just make sure you add a note. I won't get down this wormhole. I'm going to go down this wormhole really super fast. Okay. I've given this advice a lot. New listeners, I want you to understand this. If you try to connect with somebody using the app on LinkedIn, it just sends them a request. Okay. So they might not know who the heck you are or why they should. It gives no context. It doesn't tell them why you should connect with them. It doesn't give them any understanding of who you are or why there's value there or anything. It doesn't start building the relationship at all. So if you're going to connect with somebody on LinkedIn, do it from your laptop or your desktop, because when you do that, you have an option to add a note and you have 300 characters in order to introduce the reason you are connecting with somebody and start that warm connection. Okay, so when somebody connects with me, I expect to see a note. I expect them to say why they want to connect with me. I expect them to say, I listened to one of your classroom lectures, or I listened to the Work in Sports podcast, or I had a question I wanted to ask, or I really have enjoyed your career. Whatever it is, give me some reason that I should connect with you. You're an alumni of my program. You're doing, I'm doing something you'd like to be doing. Whatever it is, give me some reason to connect with you. So do not connect with people using your, the app on your phone. Connect using your laptop or desktop. Okay. That is my tangent for the day. <laughs> Actually, there'll probably be more because I have a tendency to do that. Anyway, I have to say this is probably anecdotal evidence, but when I'm on LinkedIn lately, I'm seeing a lot of posts from people saying, I just got hired by X company. And I'm, se I'm serious. I'm seeing a lot of this and I love to hear it. This is good these are good trends. Sometimes you go through quantitative data and you go through the raw numbers and you see, you know, job posting numbers and churn numbers and all these other interesting things. And other times you just need that qualitative data. You need to see people saying, I am hired now by this place or I'm interviewing at this place or I have this chance at this place. And it's just, it's great to see. Okay. So there are really positive signs in the job market. There's a good time to be reviewing your follow-up approach and strategy. So Tony, my preamble here is all to say, good question. So let's get into it. Here's the rhythm. And Tony, this is your situation. You get an interview, right? You've done everything else right. You've done all your, re your resume looks good. You're further along the process. You've built your network. You've got the experience that matches the industry. All those things we talk about a lot. And you get an interview, right? You do great things. You're on the interview. You've listened to all of our podcast content and all of our written articles on how to handle yourself in a job interview. You do an amazing job. And then you wait, right? I mean, it's like dating. You have a really good time, and then you meet someone nice, and then you wait and see what happens next. This waiting, this whole idea of waiting, it's not for me. I don't like to wait. I Seriously, I, I am what you would call impatient. So let's talk in an action-forward way. Step number one, after your interview, 
Don't wait for anything. You start the action. Send a handwritten card to every single person you interviewed with. Now, why is this important? Maybe you interview with an HR rep. Maybe you interview with somebody that doesn't do that, doesn't have to, you know, you're, you're interviewed with your hiring manager, you're interviewed with whoever it may be, the first step in the process. But here's how this rhythm happens. The obvious thing that it does is it pushes you out there as someone willing to go the extra mile in communication, add a personal touch, connect on a deeper level. Okay, those are great things. Those are great messages you want to send, and those are attributed to you, right? Those are the traits you want to be known for. But the other great part is that it serves as a reminder of your existence about three days after your interview. Think about it. You have the interview. You write up a card right then in your own hand with a pen or a pencil in it. Not typing, not email, okay? You put it in the mail, and chances are they're gonna get it in about two to three days. The people that interviewed you will read and think about you in two or three days. You will be top of mind. Now, forgetting the whole argument of email is less personal or you know a card shows more a level of uh, purpose and, and uh, importance more than just sending an email, that's all true, but forget that for a second. Let's talk about the actual timing. You send an email right afterwards, they've just spoken to you. They haven't even had a chance to forget about you. You send an email right afterwards and they're like, great. Another email, thank you, yep, awesome, wonderful. But then they forget about you. Or maybe they don't, but maybe they do, right? If you send it in a card form, you achieve that deeper part of the relationship, you achieve that deeper letter level of connection, but it's also going to hit them at just the right time. They're gonna get it in two days and be reminded of, oh yeah, you know, Brian, I remember the interview with him. That was a really good conversation. I need to really think about him again. Maybe he is the right match for this job. I probably should have said that in, oh yeah, Tony, since it's Tony's question, not mine, but nonetheless, I'm play acting here, you get the idea. So your card is an active reminder to them that basically says, don't forget about me. If your future employer is having, now let's think about this too. So, okay, I'm in the hiring mode, right? And I have a requisition, I've started to do interviews, and basically one day a week, I would meet with my team to review with those people I had interviewed. And I'd talk to them and say, okay, this person has these skills, this person has those skills, this person might be a good match, check them out. Maybe there's follow-up questions, maybe there's more clarity we need to get, but we're discussing the candidates that are out there. If I'm starting my day, let's say, or if I'm having a meeting one day and I get a card from somebody that's on my list, that puts them ahead in my mind mentally. It puts you out there. You know, it's, it, you get that unique and personal card that is a great step in the follow-up. It sparks further investigation and conversation. So that's the first thing. Take a proactive approach. Don't just say, I finished interview, I sent out an email, now I'm gonna wait for five business days. Take that a proactive approach. Go beyond email, send that personal card. That is your first follow-up. So you've already started your follow-up, which is good. Okay, again, timing hits perfectly, okay? Number two, but let's say even after that, it's been five business days and you haven't heard anything. Pick up the phone. Five business days. Everybody says to me, how long do I wait before following up? You can say a week. I say five business days. I think that's a little bit clearer, right? Five business days. If you haven't heard anything in five business days, pick up the phone. Because think about it. Now your rhythm is they've probably received the card from you within three days. And then it's been two days additionally that you haven't heard anything. Now's a good time to pick up the phone. Now, communication skills are lacking in many of today's applicants. Fact, not opinion, right? Communication skills are lacking. When you are able 
to pick up the phone and call somebody that shows confidence and a real desire for this role. You are not just going through the motions. These are signs employers love. They want to know that the person that they is interviewing is qualified for the role and they're interested in the role. And when you follow up with a phone call, you're showing you're interested. Now, you're probably telling yourself because we all go through these processes of self-reflection or self-doubt or lacking self-confidence, you're probably telling yourself, well, I don't want to be a pest. I don't want to call and bother them. They're probably busy. I'll just sit back and wait. No, 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 no. You have to be aggressive in this competitive market. You have to make it clear you want this job. It is important to you and you believe you are the perfect match. You do that by following up. You do that by picking up the phone. Not an email. Email is easy. Do not email somebody asking them a question about whether the position is still open or not. Pick up the phone. Okay? Now, what do you say? Oh, okay. This is a script. This will help you. Put in your own words. You got to feel comfortable saying it. But here's a simple script. And this will be in the show notes for the show as well. Okay? For this episode. WorkinSports.com slash blog. Okay, script. Hi, Mr. or Mrs. Interviewee or Miss, whoever it is. Okay, hi, person I interviewed with. That's where you insert the person you interviewed with. This is Brian Clapp. I interviewed with you last week for the insert position. During the week since our interview, I've been reading more and more about insert company, and my interest in joining the team is greater than ever. Has a decision been made on the open position? Short to the point. We're talking two sentences. Clear question. You are saying in this message, reminding them, I interviewed with you last week. I've been researching since that time, and I'm even more interested than ever. And you're wondering, has a decision been made on the open position? So you're stating your narrative. I'm interested. We interviewed. I'm into this. And then you're asking a question, has a decision been made on the open position? This is all happening on the phone, right? Quick to the point, boom. Now, ending with a yes or no type question is really important here because it forces the person you are speaking with to take the conversation in a direction you can be prepared for. You can prepare yourself for whether they say yes or no, right? You're giving them two choices so you can be prepared. So here's how it works. If they say, no, we have not yet decided yet, you momentarily celebrate in your mind because you still have a chance. And then you ask one of two questions. Do you need any additional information from me to be considered for, for the role? Right. I like that question because you're still saying I am really interested here. And if you have any outstanding questions about me, I'm on the phone with you right now, ready to answer them. I will handle this with you right now. I think that shows great confidence. And then if they say something like, well, no, I think we're okay. We're still in our decision-making process. Thank you for following up. Then you can ask, well, what is the time frame you believe you have for filling the position? Just so you can have a roundabout idea of how things are going and when they expect to make a decision. Those are all fair questions. You thank them and you get off the phone. And you feel like, okay, I stuck myself out there again. And I said, and I, and I let them know how interested I am. I've put myself in the best position I possibly can. It's all you can do right now. Now, don't do another call. If you're going to follow up again at all, you have to wait at least another week. Do not call twice in one week. Okay? That's the rule. Now, if they answer the other way, so think of this like a matrix. If they answered yes, you go this direction. If you answered no, you go this direction. Okay? It's like an infographic or something. Um, 
if they say, yes, you know, the position has been filled, we already made a decision, thank you so much for uh, applying, um, you take it and you take this as an opportunity to go on the highest of high roads. This isn't the best news, we know that, but you need to end the conversation on a high note and leave the hiring manager with a positive impression of you. Because, hey, you may very well be applying to other opportunities with their company in the future. So, say, thank you, I appreciate the time that you gave me, I'll continue to check your website for future opportunities, thank you for your time and consideration. And then finish with, if the chosen candidate does not work out or another position opens that I might be a good foot for, fit for, please keep me in mind. These are all very positive, right? You're saying, hey, thank you. I appreciate it. If something doesn't work out, please keep me in mind. Or if there's another position you think fits me, keep me in mind. I'll keep an eye on your website. Thank you for your time and consideration. I think that clears it up, right? So now you have a process. Send that card initially, right after your interview. That's your first follow-up. Then your second one is five business days later, and you get right to the point. You know, you say who you are, when you interviewed, that you research the company a little bit more, and you want to know if the decision has been made. And that takes you down the path of getting some clarity. What you want, your goal coming out of this is clarity. You want to know exactly where you stand. And if you just be pointed like this and you converse in a very mature way, either way, you're going to leave a really positive impression. And, you know, I think that's all you can look to get out of this. So don't be afraid about following up and don't do it through email. Handwritten card on the phone. Those are the only two things you're going to do. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tony, thanks for a great question. Make sure to tune in on Wednesday for another great episode with a sports industry expert. I'm going to leave you guessing who that may be because uh, <laughs> we're always coming up with new content. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And let's get back to work.